What's up everybody, Clint Esposito here with number 121 of the Two Wheels to Freedom show. This one, as always, is brought to you by the Two Wheels to Freedom Fest. Everybody just go to twowheelsoffreedom.com. It's got uh, moto events, road bike events, like biker games, so it's going to be fun for everybody. And now, I was, I'm actually super excited about having this next guest on, because basically... Most of my life watching X Games, this guy's been a part of it. He always had a great personality. So welcome to the show, Rick Thorne, the biker in black. What's up, Rick? Yo, yo, what's up, dude? How you doing, man? I'm good. Good. How are yeah. you? Yeah, stoked to be here. Good, man. Just, just jamming as always. You know, I like how you said, I like how you said X Games because, you know, a lot of kids nowadays, I think they know. The, the newer kids don't as much, but X Games came back, right? And I've been trying to get into the X Games to be a host. Yeah. Without Why sounding are you like not? Exactly. Without trying to sound like <laughs> that. You know, you don't want to be that old whining guy because, you know, you want to be like, but it's like, hey, like you guys are trying to revamp this thing. You're bringing back all these old faces. Well, just for the record, and I'm not just saying this, is like I was the first to do X Games hosting with like Chris Fowler and the the, the people they had come from Stick and Ball Sports with the winter and summer X games. And then I had my own show, my own radio show with them. And That's I what I was going to say. Hey, like, why am I not, <laughs> why am I not part of this X games? Like everyone knows it's man. It's weird. It's a weird thing. You know, when, when things get passed through different hands and people pick their favorites, I guess, but I'm not giving up. I'm going to try to be there. this summer X games for sure. Well, you're, you're go from my, you know, I haven't made anything, but from uh, my view, you're doing the right thing by creating your own, uh, you know, brand and hustle as far as, you know, your own podcast and still keeping your name out there to build your yeah. online awareness. Cause ultimately, right. That's the game. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. As far as just like being an athlete or an entertainer or in that, in that world, you know, for acting or comedy or whatever music you have to stay relevant man because people people especially more nowadays just forget about things and like yeah in order for you to keep doing what you love to do i guess the word is reinvent and you just got to keep staying out there because you know hey look look like what i what what i did 20 years ago has passed it's great that i did that but a lot has changed since then right so if you don't keep reinventing yourself then people forget you know what i mean like i forget like who won the Super Bowl three years ago? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. just so much content out there. There's so much fed to people that you have to, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of common sense, I guess. You just got to stay out there. So thanks, think yeah. about it, even as uh, you were talking about, you know, content and social media, um, you follow a ton of people and they still only populate your feed with a certain percent that you interact with. So if you're yeah. not putting out good content where the people are pumped on it and interacting with it, then you're still kind of, you know, lost in the algorithm. Yeah. And you know, what was weird about, I mean, like last thing I would do is sound like an old fart complaining about new school. Cause I'm not, you got to change with the times, but I do still think it's kind of funny that someone will watch a cat go and get like 200 million views. And then you'll bust your ass doing some trick and get like, <laughs> 500 likes you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. it's like it, it became the age of like less is more even for that notoriety of like you didn't really do anything you know yeah and i'm like yeah. from the old school of like you can't fake bmx dude you can't fake moto it's like the proof is in the pudding you either do it or you don't you know what yep. i mean so it got weird like that you know what i'm saying but anyways, i agree whatever. with you 
Um, so yeah. let's take it back. So like I said, but I agree with you because <clears throat> just like I said, you were always a personality. I remember not only just the biker and black theme, which was cool, but like, oh yeah, you were always very animated and you were always fun when they interviewed you, which I thought, and then like you said, you even did some of the hosting. So I'm like, this guy is, is great. He's perfect for all this type of stuff. Um, yeah, but, it's, it was a lot of fun, man, for sure. Well, let's go back and say, so were you always like a little BMX kid or, you know, right off of the bat, that was your thing? Yeah. Well, when we grew up like, uh, you know, I'm 54. So when I grew up in the eighties or late seventies, mid seventies, we would just be out on our bikes doing wheelies and stuff. That was just the thing to do. And riding was a way for me to get out of my house and, you know, you hear a lot of people say that's just to kind of go and you can go all you could travel far on a bike blah 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 just bike riding was just one of those things where once i started riding i felt like i was alive even as a little kid i felt like this is what i was supposed to do and so i just stuck with it and you know as things evolved they, things were a lot different back then especially growing up in the midwest uh i just stuck with bmx because of the way it made me feel like the feeling it gave me not so much like the, because back then there was no reward. There was no, right. we weren't sponsored. We were just kids in backyards building ramps, but it was more about the camaraderie with your friends. And and so to answer your question, I guess long form is, yeah, I always rode bikes, but I always had interest. I remember making a list when I was a kid of things I wanted to be. And it was like bike rider, actor, comedian, musician, entertainer. I remember this list. Wow. And, and now I brought all those to life, but bike riding was first because that was the easiest for me to do an individual thing. And for me to, it just was my thing. And so applied it into, uh, all those other, other categories of entertainment, you know? So I tell yeah, people man. that all the time, uh, because my frame of reference, like I was a, I played a lot of sports, but then, yeah, I just raced a lot. And uh, then I did freestyle motocross. And so my frame of reference of everything is kind of equating it back in some way to moto, you know, and I think people thought it was, um, I don't know if they thought it was cheesy or they just thought I was trying to brag about riding, but it's like, that's my point of reference for almost everything. Cause that's what I was in more than, you know, anything else. And it sounds like you basically explained you know, this similar scenario for yourself. Yeah. You're out, you're on point, dude. Check it out. Like if, if I, it's like comedy. Okay. You go into comedy, do every room is different. Every vibe is different. Every crowd is different. Every city's different. Comedy is one of those things where it reminds me as a skate park. Hey, let's go ride this park. I don't like that park. I love this park. You know, you go to a skate park, you either love it or you like it. It's okay. It was all right. That crowd was good. It's the same thing. Hey, you fall riding and you learn to get it, to get the trick. You get it and you get it consistent. It's like learning a joke. It's like telling a joke or your style or, or music is the same thing. It's like you apply, you, you parallel that to, and compare it to what you've been through when you've, when you've been able to uh, be successful at one thing you apply, cause it's all the same, you know, in these, in these fields of, of, I think anything, actually it's, it's all parallel. Like if I wanted to be a doctor right now, and or or you know how to say a lawyer or accountant or something you know i would go to school and i'd be like oh yeah things i need to improve and i would relate it back to like all the work i did through bmx right. and it's a parallel motion to go oh i want to get that 
So I got to do this, you know, or, or oh, it reminds me of that. So then do this. So yeah, it, it helps. And I've been very fortunate. And that's why I was able to do different things. It's like, not like you, people go, oh, you do all these different things. I didn't conquer or not even conquer, but I didn't start doing them all at once. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like one led to the other, led to the other, led to the other. So I was going to bring know. that up because looking at your profile, I was reading it to my wife and she goes, he does a lot of things. And I'm like, finally, somebody with the same mental disorder I have, like, <laughs> I have, like, cause she's always like focus in on like one thing right now. So like one right now, my thing is trying to build the podcast up and make awesome. it, make yeah. it, uh, really good and just, um, get it rolling a little better. So that way that'll help me. Like we were talking about with just the online presence and yeah. shows yeah. and everything else. Um, so, well, if you make a promo, if you make a promo for this, I could promote it on my Instagram and my Facebook and everything. Cause I do okay. that. Like, yeah. And I'll, I'll promote, I always promote the shows I'm on, but yeah, I hear you, dude. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many years, like I said, we're growing <laughs> up. So you're 10 years older than me. I'm 44. Old ass. So it was like <laughs> just enough where for my whole, you know, childhood, you were a professional BMXer. So I just remember you know, seeing you all the time. How yeah, many pretty, times did you go to X games? I did the first nine. Okay. So I competed in the first nine. And so what, what had happened was, is X games came out in 95 by the time. Uh, and then this big buzz was, was cracking about like, you know, first it was like hip hop and punk rock, you know, especially punk rock was blowing up then the green day offspring. And then like, what's next. And then the action sports, I just say action sports, but it went with, the music and so so to go back to the x games 95 96 competed 97 uh mtv wanted me to host something for them and i did and it was a sports and music festival and espn saw that and said hey we know you from the x games do you want to host this show for us called x today and a show called x tracks a music show and i did that for five years for them so it kind of felt i went from like having nothing and competing in a couple of x games and all that stuff fell on my lap you know what i mean yeah. um and so the first nine X games, I just got to the point where I was competing and I'd been competing so long that I just, you know, lost my drive with competing after 25 years or whatever, Yeah, you know, but I don't know why I took that answer there, but I was just saying that like, yeah, <laughs> it kind of, it kind of all like, I don't know, I guess when I just think about it out loud in my, or in my head, I'm thinking like everything just kind of happened at once, you know, like yeah. competing when the X games was one of those things. But imagine if you get handed a TV show, do you stop competing? I didn't. I was doing both at the same time. I don't know anybody that's ever done that. Yeah. You know? I would agree yeah, with so. that. Yeah, I wasn't going to pass it up. I was like, you know, I thought about busting tables again. I was like, I ain't going back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you're, you're like. Uh, what am I going to do to make what I'm making now with my skill set here, which is riding bikes? Dude, or for I bust me, tables. dirt bikes. It's like. Dirt. Yeah. What kind of bike <laughs> did you have? What size bike do you ride? Uh, well, I rode two fifties for most of the time of my freestyle career. And then the last like year or two, I rode a four fifty. So did we ever do any shows together? No. Cause I'm from New Jersey. Um, okay. so I didn't, you know, you guys got enough riders in California. Is it Ronnie Feist from New Jersey? Yeah. Yes. But he moved yeah. to California. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know him pretty well. And his dad, I mean, I toured with all those guys like Deegan and Hart. And yeah. Link Ago on Twitch and stuff. So yeah, I'm familiar with all those old schoolers. Searching um, your name 
Uh, this is just a funny comment. Searching your name, I found a Reddit uh, thread that was like, is Rick Thorne a legend? And I was like, fuck yeah, he's a legend. What kind of question is that? Oh, dude, well, <laughs> that's that's kind of like, you know, and it, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know how it is in other sports, but BMX can be weird sometimes. It used to be. It used to be very like when all those opportunities were happening, there was a lot of inferiority and a lot of jealousy going around with a lot of people and a lot of people in the industry. Um, and, you know, I, I was a, not necessarily say a victim of that, but there was a lot of envy towards me and a lot of like shit talking, you know, because yeah, I was doing things outside of just what trick you can do. And people didn't understand that. Like the other things that were presented to me as opportunities were like, on a different level than what BMX was. Not that it was a higher level. It was just a different thing, you know? Well, it was and more off of your personality versus absolutely. just being able to ride, which has made the, the social media thing what it is now, you know? Because just like you were saying, it's like it used to be what tricks you could do. And, yep. then, and now you rode that wave a little bit of like, they're like, oh, this guy can ride and he's got a personality. Whereas most people, myself included, most of my career was just like trying to let my riding speak for itself. I wasn't good enough to do that. I should have been more of a personality. Well, I mean, you know, look, check it out. I would say this before, too, and in, in my own head is like we're all got these opportunities. We've been working hard. I worked in a restaurant for seven years. I, I'm, I'm from lower middle class Missouri. My parents worked in factories. No disrespect. It's how we were raised. You know, I was a little kid riding bikes. I didn't want to go back. And so. In my mind, I'm like, you know, you 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 can compete at the X Games, and then if you don't get off the ramp, and no one remembers you, your market value is just competing, which is yeah. fine. You're then now you're not necessarily like a brand; you're just a logo placement, yeah. you know, with no with no disrespect. No, and for, for me, sure. and for me, I knew what I had because I had these opportunities coming without even trying, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna lean on both of these. But I still ride today. That's the thing. Like, I, it never, it never was like a one or the other kind of thing. You know, it's like I always told myself, TV shows will probably go away, but my bike riding won't unless I stop. So, you know, a lot of times, uh, I just been blessed with 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 that. But you know, to answer your question, is you a legend, River? It, uh, who knows? People just people are gonna talk. Who cares? I was just you putting know? that out there. I thought it was funny. No, I know. But, I think it's funny, but but, but I don't think I'm. I, I, I don't would even say call yeah. that. I would but say I yeah, be called a legend but, means you're done. Legend means you're done. Does it? I think let me look up what legend means. Like, <laughs> like, 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 watch, watch. And when people go, legend, mate, sick. I'm like, but it's like something that maybe didn't exist, or or as a thing of the past. Watch, legend meaning, because I might not be a legend. Check out <laughs> a traditional story. Sometimes uh, popularity regarded as an historical, but but on on uh on authenticated how did i say that an extremely famous or notorious person especially in a particular field oh okay there you go yeah well so not the first one but the second one i'm half legend <laughs> <laughs> um so it's interesting when you that said... dude that probably posted that probably doesn't even ride anymore that's what's funny about these old schoolers <laughs> um you know you uh so I do comedy as well, which is another reason do? why I was like, I want to have yes. Rick on because this is awesome. There's like a the crossover, you know, you don't see that that much from action sports uh, to awesome, comedy. Dude. Yeah, so that's why I was like, I got to have 
Rick on and I reached out to Adam Barker. Thank you, Adam yep. Barker. What up, um, Adam? But it's interesting because like I never thought of comedy when I was younger. I was just like, um, which I I do get locked in like train of thoughts, I guess. But I was just like, ride dirt bikes, you know. Um, and then it wasn't until I was getting close to the end of my career. I got hurt. I was announcing shows instead of riding it. And uh, right. I was just slipping jokes in for me. And I could see people laugh. And then it was like triggered something that I'm just in the wrong venue for this. Um, oh, so how long have you been doing comedy? Since 2016. Sick, dude. But my That's point rad. is that you were like I at, at a younger age, I never would have thought I could have been a comedian. You know what I mean? I think that doing what I did and, and announcing those shows, because I booked my own shows, so then I was just like, I'll just hire somebody to ride for me and then I'll announce. Um, but if that stuff hadn't happened, I never would have been like, this is even an avenue that I would be able to pursue. So to me, it's interesting that as a kid, you're just like, I'm going to do comedy and act and I'm going to ride bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote down a list. I wrote down a list because I was like, I couldn't do one thing, you know, because when I when I grew up in my house, you could my parents watched whatever we could watch whatever. So I grew up with like George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Uh, those were the comedians that I saw like is like, you know, what comedy was because, you know, there wasn't really a lot to be. There wasn't a lot to see, you know, like there wasn't a lot of specials. Mm -hmm. There wasn't the internet. And if you didn't go to clubs, you didn't really see comics. Right. And I wasn't going to clubs. So those who I was exposed to, but yeah, man, I mean, look, dude, you said it, you said it right there. Comedy is a lot about like, and you correct me if I'm wrong. It's about getting in front of people and being comfortable in front of people. If you host shows and you get people to like, you could guide people that way. And like, all right, on count of three, everyone say this or whatever. And you start to learn how to work a crowd you're already ahead of the game when you step into comedy because yeah. you're already used to being in front of people. And that's what I was trying to say to some people, like um, not necessarily questioning like, Oh, now you're getting into comedy. It's like, dude, I've been doing kind of like comedy for years, just not stand up, you know, as far as like, you know, personality on TV shows and little skits and stuff like that. So um, comedy, I, I got in at the point where it was, it was easier for me because of all the things, like we said earlier, you learn from riding and moto and stuff you're able to put into your uh, comedy. So that's rad though, dude. I'm stoked for you. Do you go up a lot? Like where you live, are there a lot of clubs? I'm sure there are. Yeah, I'm in New Jersey. So there's a bunch of, um, and I'm probably two hours from like downtown New York just because of traffic. If there was no traffic, it'd be like an hour, but uh, right. probably well, two hours. But there's a lot of, there are a lot of mics and shows and stuff. Uh, yeah, New York's area. got a lot. Yeah, exactly. New York's a tough city, I heard, too, to, for New York, the crowd. I've never performed there. But LA, LA is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's similar. So you probably wouldn't be that thrown off. It really depends on what neighborhood or whatever you're at in New York. Totally, dude. It's the same <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Like, but, it's even here. Or even state. Like, go to Austin, and like the, their comedy mentality is a lot di way yeah. different than what, you know, Hollywood and LA is just a different... But then what's weird is that L.A., if you go to like, you know, Orange County could be different than L.A. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just it's all weird. But that's well, cool, though, bro. Stoked. Where I'm at um, is a little bit people are a little bit more, I don't know, rugged. Or I don't know how you want to say it. But I, I know that people from uh, 
New York come to the co closest club here, the Dojo of Comedy. And, oh, I know that um, spot. I follow them, yeah. Yep. And uh, they come there, and they'll be like, start going a little bit harder with their jokes, and they're like, oh, you guys are fun. And then they're like, let me try this. And then they'll try it, and everybody laughs, and they're like, oh, shit, okay. So, like, the area I'm in, you can kind of go hard. It's not one of those, you know. Do you know yeah, who Bob I, Levy is? Yeah. Yeah, I used to follow Bob Levy there all the time. Once Bob goes up, you could say whatever you want as soon as you open up. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think it's because people are all tourists, you know. What I mean, in New York and in LA, yeah. and you know, you got you got to think like the clubs, you know, in LA, people go the the popular ones like Laugh Factory, Comedy Store, Improv. Those clubs are gonna sell out because they're just you know iconic and they're historic, yeah. and those are the big three. And like you know, and then you got the new one like a Bourbon Room, but you know, all all the there's a lot of tourists, so a lot of tourists are kind of all different kind of personalities that don't think the same way in the same city kind of put in the same spot you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah. it's just a different kind of thing um but yeah where do you live do you live like near cherry hill or something um i live almost to pennsylvania off of route 80 okay so like hackettstown oh, okay yeah because i've done some cherry shows Hill's up there that far where at yeah i did shows in cherry hill and okay. in uh, newark and like okay. uh I remember we did a state fair in Cherry Hill. It was like me, Hoffman, and Mira. Oh, okay. Yeah, state. Awesome. We, that's that's back in the that's pre X Games. That was state fair racket, bro. I'm so glad I don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> I mean, I love being with the homies and stuff, but state fairs, bro. I know, I know it. Cotton I've candy stands. And you get it, turkey legs and shit. You're like, you know, <laughs> going nuts. <laughs> I have to get my. Uh, I got to get my corn dog when I go though. Dude, we used to make deals with the dude across the way. Hey, yo. Announce we'll, him we'll, during the show. And you don't give think we don't still legs. run that deal. Because uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were getting 15 bucks a day food. And like, I remember McCoy's like, let's get those fools of sponsors, Thorne. Shot them out on the mic. And we can get yeah. turkey legs for lunch. I was like, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that shit, but I'm glad I don't do it anymore. You know, yeah. for years, over 10 years, you know. So. Yeah leading into the doing x games yeah once x games hit i mean you know there was a buzz yeah. that early 2000s late 90s and uh things changed for a lot of us yeah and it was you know, all of us really so yeah it was cool that was a good but, little you know, wave to ride right then exactly it goes like this bro it goes like this and i, w I wouldn't listen I, I don't think that i would be here still able to ride as much as i do if i didn't have a band if i didn't do comedy if i didn't host things it, uh, because I wanted to become a brand. I wanted to be like a my own brand that I could do things because I love riding and I know there's not a lot, there's never been a lot of money in bike riding. I mean, what, yeah. what's a lot of, what's a lot of money, bro? Like, Oh, Hey, homie's getting 200 bucks a month. It's like, it's not it's 50 bucks a week, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, there's never really been all of that came from like contest and, and sponsors outs. Probably the same with moto dude. It has to be, especially freestyle moto. It was sponsors outside of what, you know, dirt bikes or BMX bikes. It was like, you know, the clothing and the shoes and stuff like that. And, and that was the only way that you could maintain, you know what I mean? Yeah. And only the very top percent is, are making that. Yeah. I mean, you know? yeah. And it's, especially freestyle motocross, it's all that because you guys didn't, don't even get your bikes free. Do you maybe get it from a shop or something? Is that how that Dude, works? I always paid for all my stuff. Uh, Crazy, right? I, and I 
like I said, I had my own company and booked shows. So that's where I made my money off of demos. A lot of state fairs, a lot of yeah. <laughs> bike yeah. rallies, whatever, mm. you know, whatever, whatever it took to not go bust tables. Right. Yeah. And you know, so, but yeah, man, those were cool days. Those were good times, you know? And, uh, but back to the comedy thing, like, yeah, I mean, every room's different, dude, but I kind of, you know, I kind of want to go everywhere. I don't, I don't really, I always want to go perform and make people laugh and, I, I, I've learned, see, here's another thing we could say with bikes is I've learned to adapt to my environment and my situations, meaning like how to, how to ride a skate park that sucked. And I still had to compete in it and you, you, you're able to adapt. And that's another thing that you, you know, for me, not to say that I would take away from my art in any way, but at the same time, I'm able to like know the environment I'm in. And so then like, okay, lean towards this. Okay. Lean towards that. You know, because ultimately you just you, you want to make people laugh, you know, and yeah. uh, but you don't want to jeopardize your 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 artistic expression neither. So it's like I've just been able to adapt a lot. And I think that kind of helps sometimes when it comes into like different, you know, going into a room where I might not feel comfortable with, but I'll still be able to do it, you know. So, so when did you start comedy? 2019. OK, cool. And then COVID, I didn't do anything. Because I was so new and I didn't really like, I was just all about like just riding at that time. And then after COVID, then I started getting more and then, you know, more into comedy. And so I had my own show at like the Rainbow Bar and Grill. I did like five of those. And I had another show. And then I, I thought like, I'll put on shows and then people know like, because one thing I've struggled with either it might be in my head or reality is you're known as a biker. Oh, you can't be in a band. Oh, you can't act. You can't. That was my issue. You're the biker. That was my issue in my own head of trying to even become a, a comedian. Oh, you can't become a comedian. You run a show and you ride dirt bikes and that's what I know you as. So that's what you will stay. It's yeah. like, no, dude. And so, you know, challenging, battling that has always been, uh, you know, so when I, when I got into comedy, I got offered to do some shows. And so then I said, well, this would be a good idea because to put on my own show because I can meet some big comedians and have them headline. And then they'll understand that I do comedy and I'm not this guy. And then I realized that putting on shows is, is very stressful. And, and uh, you know, if you, you're promising some comics a little bit of money to come out and if you don't, you're coming out of pocket, you know what I mean? And yeah. I learned that it was easier to book the show than to get people in the door. Yeah. And, and then I found myself being like, well, I don't want to be known as a booker, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be known as like I was a bike rider. I show up and I perform. Right. That's what that's what I, I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Or do you do you like to book because you did your own shows? Do you do well, you book your own comedy shows too? I do, but um, that's the thing. I basically backed off of which I backed off uh, of comedian comedy a bit, like as a whole over the last like uh probably six months, just to well not six months. I did some stuff December. But um, last couple of months, just to focus on this. Um, but yeah, I did always book my own stuff. And like you're saying, it's like its own job and stress and everything yeah. else. And I, yeah. I think, though, that I booked my own stuff, even freestyle motocross-wise, because I was at a level where I wasn't getting, um, you know, like, I had the career I had because I took it by the horns and I made myself... Uh, and you know an entity 
that was booking stuff. Um, and I was even one of the first like three people with portable ramps. So everybody oh, on the East Coast had to deal with me at one point. So I like I also think I focused a lot on that stuff. So that probably took a away from how far I made it in riding because right off of the bat, I started kind of booking stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would rather it's nice to be the talent. Right. And show yeah, up yeah. and be taken yeah, care of versus like being boots on the ground there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly, dude. We're, we, we both get it. I mean, I think, I think I would maybe consider doing another comedy show, but that's not really in my interest. Um, because it's like where I want to put my time, you know what I mean? And uh, not to say that I had a bad time doing it. It was fun. We, there were great shows. We, I even it, dude, fat Mike from no effects did his first comedy set at the rainbow. at One of my shows awesome. It was cool. I had like Sam Tripley on a show. I had uh, uh, Dean Del Rey. I had Joe Sib. So um, Sam is partners with Mike in the dojo. I had comics. some bangers. I know this. I know this because All see, right. I used to go to the dojo in LA. Yep. But I never, I was so new. I was doing the dojo open mic downstairs and the, the, the main show was upstairs. So I would go down and do open mics, which like, did you ever do open mics? Yeah. Man, they're rough. They could be rough. They could, they could be yeah. rough, man. You know. Yeah, for sure. And, Especially and when thought, you're in a bar where nobody knew it was an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or you're in a bar with like, like six guys, and and they all are comics, and so you're yeah. like, am I, am I even funny? I'm, who am I talking to? The walls here, like this is crazy. And you just reach a point where you're like, people say, well, you just got to get it out, man. You just got to get it out. And uh, there's some truth to that. But it's it's what I'm working to be towards is being able to because there's some spots out here that are kind of like working mics to where there's still kind of a crowd, but it's kind of an open yeah. mic. Um, but also too, I think you just always get it out just talking to people or recording something on Instagram or a skit or whatever. You can still get things out, you know. Um, I just I did the open mics for a while, bro. While long while. But yeah. yeah, the dojo. And I know you my buddy Trevor. He used to run the Trevor yep. Kevlo used to run that. Do you know him? Um, a little bit. When I was working at the one here, I had a message back and forth with him to like set some stuff up, but that was about it. Yeah, because he's got his own thing now called I think Corrupted Comedy. Yeah, in uh, uh, Austin, that he's doing. right? Yeah, he's all over the place, Chicago, whatever. Oh, but okay. you know, I so yeah, so but when I did my own shows, man, I, I booked I had I had a lot of stuff. I had Juicy Jet Ski. Uh, was on there. Juicy um, jet ski. Or no, jet ski, jet ski Johnson. She used to call herself juicy jet ski. She's on the bad friend show with, uh, oh, okay. With, yeah, she's great. And then, uh, um, uh, I don't know if she would call it on uh, me. I thought she called herself that. I don't know, whatever. But, <laughs> uh, and then, and then, um, yeah, just, uh, just a bunch, a bunch of other people. I can't think off the top of my head, but like, you know, uh, Xavier that's friends that does Bro, the uh, podcast. Yeah. He was on a show and like, um, I'm just trying to think, like, whatever. It, it was good. And Fat Mike did it. Did his first ever comedy set, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah, that's super cool. So it was fun, man. But you know, putting on shows is like, you know, like we said, you become that guy, you know. And so it's there's nothing or girl or whatever, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just where you want to put your time, you know. And with me juggling like so many different things, I didn't want to keep you know putting on shows unless it was something that I felt like would be profitable for my time because you know well and that i gotta i gotta 
feed kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that you was know? the issue with it is that doing several different things, it's hard to put the amount of time into promoting a comedy like you really need to or a show like you really need to to yeah. get it to absolutely succeed. Yeah, absolutely. But I've been pretty I've been pretty lucky, dude. I've done shows with Bill Burr. Not like with, but I was on the same, you know, I was one of the comics, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and, and with Donnell Rollins and uh, a lot of them out here, man. I've been on a lot of really good shows, um, you know, because I, I, my buddy used to work at this place called the Bourbon Room. And there was a lot of shows there that were going on at the time. And like, uh, you know, just done, just done a lot of good stuff. Just shows with Tripoli and, you know, just, just cool stuff, man. And understanding that like comedy, like comedians they're they're like you know uh comedians are like doing what 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 we did uh uh back in the day as far as like you know uh hey now they need to shut that door yeah no problem shut just pull that one there you go thank you um yeah the uh what was i saying Oh, I, I just see comedies like doing like what a lot of us action sports did and, you know, having your merch and then, you know, all those kind of things, you know what I'm saying? And like, that's the yeah. world we've lived in for so long that there's some things in comedy to me that I feel like, oh, I identify, I already know all about that. Cause that's what we've been doing, you know, Yeah. and, and branding yourself and stuff like that. So, and once again, that goes back to paralleling, like, oh, I learned this here. So let me see, apply it over here, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. So. And that's just sports in general, right? I mean, we just happen to be on two wheels, but that's the significance of sports overall is just giving people a frame of reference of working hard and seeing results. Where Yeah, and you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of comedy in, in action sports. You know, there's a lot of like meaning like not comedians, but like there's a, a lot of personality, there's a lot of there's a lifestyle to it that's like not just straight like Contest result, contest result. Contest. Yeah. There's like, a, there's a culture to it uh, that's fun. There's a side to it that's fun, and you're always joking, and you're always having. If if you're riding and the vibes sucks, you don't want to be there. So you're always got a cool vibe and cracking jokes and having fun, and or ads that are spoofs of other ads. I mean, how many skate ads have you seen that have been spoofs of something else, right? Or like, so there's always been some kind of like an underlining kind of comedic uh, uh, thing in action sports to me, at least as far as like just the camaraderie with your friends, you know? So I think there's, there's a lot, a lot to be said about that. So you could apply that once you get into comedy, it doesn't feel like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, when I got into comedy, I wasn't like, Oh, oh this is something that I never, that I didn't know. And like, Oh my gosh, like, Oh, this is insane. It's like, Oh, I get it. I was easier for me to get. I think. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And, uh, understand how your work ethic uh, matters. And like yeah. you said, you realize that it's about the hang because a lot of even, you know, action sports, like you said, I mean, the characters in action sports that, you know, are probably some of the funniest people, you know, now getting into comedy, it's a different thing. But in everyday life, I bet I would imagine because it is with me, some of the funniest people I know are through action sports. And I think just because the genre that you're in is more of a lighthearted like passion endeavor versus people yeah. that just got out of school and went straight into a soul-sucking job for the rest of their lives dude yeah and i mean it's it, i said this the other day too this is kind of on the subject but all the subject my son plays football so it's, it's and i'm very supportive even though i couldn't stand football growing up and now i love football uh -huh. i got the 
friggin' Chiefs tattooed on my head because I'm from Kansas City. <laughs> my son's hardcore. He's got the same drive I have with riding. And 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 my daughter plays the cross and she's badass at the cross. And and I'd always say, like as a joke, like these sports are so driven by their parents because I think their parents are wanting their kid to get like a scholarship or to get in the NFL or whatever it is. And for me, my son just likes to play. And so I support him because I'm like, if you want to be a pro, because your dad's a pro, you can do it. But you, you gotta you gotta be willing to, you know put up with the shit and sacrifice and, and work hard and grind and, and be likable. And there's a lot of things that go along with it, you know? And uh, the funny thing is, is that that's such a, a, a family driven sport, but, and BMX is like, if someone dad shows up with you <laughs> at, a, at a pool, yeah. you're like, bro. Yeah. Why'd you bring your parents, bro? We're trying to have some fun over here. <laughs> yeah, that is true. You know what I mean? Or someone brings their chick, you're like, oh, dude, come on. Yeah. Time for the boys. And I, I don't care how that sounds. I always felt that way because I just felt like there was a, a camaraderie that we shared that we were joking about things and and we're having fun. And then you didn't want to buzz kill, bro. You know? Well, it's like the locker room, you know? <laughs> Shit gets said when you're out riding you know that <laughs> not every girl is going to be cool with. I mean, dude, I, one time my buddy picked me up to go ride this pool. And he picked me up with his girlfriend and he had like a, just a one, you know, uh, uh, a two door. It wasn't like a four door truck, you know? And so she was with us, you know, and it was just weird the whole time because we're just like driving up there and it's just quiet, you know, it's just different. Than yeah. when, and then we get to the pool and she's just like read a book and like, I try to crack a joke and he's like afraid to laugh because she's afraid she'll get mad. And I was yeah. just like, oh man, you know? Maybe we just mean you hit this pool next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I you know that's just how I thought about it. But no, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. how it goes when you're. It's the it's a bro day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 what I'm relating that to is is that when you get into comedy, man, and you're like, and and you uh you you're you're just realizing that like you know you've you've and and in the sports that we've been in, there's just so much life and personality to it already that that comedy just kind of falls into that if you want that you could adapt easier you know because yeah. you've kind of been in a you know in your world actually you know? and just like you're and i think uh in my head it made me think like just all the joking and ribbing and stuff in uh you know the locker room or the truck changing and yeah stuff like that about the action sport sports culture is kind of like comedy yeah. And I don't want anyone out there to think like, cause there's plenty of girls now that ride BMX that kill it. And there's plenty of girls that skate. There's the, I know girls that ride moto, uh, uh, that kill it. So I ride with anybody. If we're all riding and we could all yeah. have a good time. I was just saying that it, it's just comparing it to like, you know, football and it's how so much and how, how, I guess I was trying to relate that to like how there's just a big personality within the sport of expression that you have with your friends and that's kind of what, but what you makes say, it so great. Wouldn't you say the women that are really good uh, have more of uh, understanding of <sighs> the man's, uh, you know, like sense of humor like that? Because I feel like I've been Probably. around yeah. Vicky Golden yeah. and she's doesn't bat an eye when these guys, you know what I mean, are talking shit and even talk shit to her like, she just jabs them back and that's it. It's not like she gets her feelings hurt or anything. So I think probably inherently with the cultures, you learn yeah. about, you know, like 
giving people a hard time and receiving the hard time and not taking it too personally. Yeah. And I also think that too, like we're all doing like the same kind of stuff. So we kind of have that relation of like knowing what it takes to do, you know what I mean? And so, uh, Respect. yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like I think, I think that, you know, uh, I mean, my daughter's that way. She's, she's pretty like tomboyish in a way where she'll joke and, but I've always been that way with her. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I just think it depends on the person, you know, but I think that, you know, the whole thought process of all that was just like, you know, we share a lot of like comedy and fun with your friends, whether they're guys or girls or everybody together that, that, that's, that, that helps when you want to be a comedian from, from action sports, I think, because you're already kind of used to being in a really youthful, fun lifestyle, you know, yeah. and that's what all these sports are is they're youthful and they're fun. Um, so that helps you a lot transform into to the comedy world. You know, it did me, it did me at least, you know, I mean, like I know I don't look my age people. I was like, Oh, it's that it's like, cause I don't do drugs. I don't drink. I don't smoke. And I, uh, I ride bikes and I keep my mind on like stuff like that and like jokes and having fun. And it doesn't, life doesn't wear you out as much. I don't think if you have that kind of, uh, frame of mind, you know what I mean? And, Agreed. and I give, I give that to sports, bro, especially the sports we're in. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to sound like negative towards anything because I'm not, but when I compare it to like football, there's a lot of pressure put on these kids a lot. It seems like an underlining thing of like this expectation, uh, that people want from their child, you know, um, which I get, you know, Hey, cool. You know, but you can only push your, push your kid so much before he's going to be like, dude, I'm yeah. done. And the difference with me, with, with my son in football is I understand that. And I'm not pressuring my son to do anything like that. This is what he wants to do. I'm just supporting it, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think what happens maybe in other sports, you know, and I just could say football because I'm so deep into that with my son is it could wear somebody out and it's not an easy sport. And so parents are expecting this from their children and they're out there like, you know, putting their bodies through it. They got to, they got to want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's the same with riding is that like, I think if you have fun doing what you do, no matter what sport it is, you're going to look a lot younger than the person that's, that's stressed out or, you know, not expressing themselves like they should, you know, I think you know? not drinking and smoking and stuff obviously help, but yeah. Yeah. I do think what, like you were saying, and like I mentioned before, you didn't go straight out of high school into a soul sucking job and then just spend your whole life doing that. You and myself included, I think I look pretty young as well. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you do. And 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 also too, I think it's like the culture, you know, of like, yeah. and you're you're constantly exercising, you know, you're riding yep. and stuff. And so it's the it's the expectation of having fun and getting rad, and not the expectation of like you need to get this scholarship and then you'll exactly. be happy, right? It's like, does a scholarship mean you're happy? Does it? Right. Does that mean happy, or does playing the game? make you happy well and you're Do you kind understand of, what i'm saying uh, you're playing alluding, the game man you're alluding to what i was gonna say uh whereas people always go like um you know like learn to love the process and i don't agree with that because if you're a ditch digger you know what i mean how much do you learn to dig you know to love digging holes i think you have to learn uh, find something that you love the process of and then do that 
And the that problem makes sense, is, dude. That makes sense, yeah. The problem is is in endeavors like that that you're doing because you love them and you want to turn them into something, there's typically not a, a pathway or just an easy jump start because there's a lot of building on your own. Like, how long did you uh, ride bicycles before you got paid to ride bicycles? Probably decades. You know? over, over over a decade well i started doing shows when i was 15 but what did that mean like a discount at a bike right. shop and then we oh we're doing boat shows and we're like we'll give you 50 bucks for the weekend you exactly. know shit like that wasn't making any solid money you did I it because you love to do it and then eventually it, you put yourself yes. into the position and got yourself good enough at said endeavor that you could get paid to do it and it was the exact same thing with me i i think i have awesome. less um like self-confidence initially. And I think everything in my life was building blocks. Like I raced and then I turned pro, which gave me the confidence to be like, yeah, I could do freestyle motocross. And then I inevitably talked in front of crowds and had to announce that free about something that I knew very intimately, which maybe be like, Oh, maybe I could do comedy, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the building blocks, exactly. you know, it's, the, it's the, but, you would have never gotten that way if you didn't try or at least respond to the to the opportunities that were presented to you. You know, like yep. for me, I've never turned down an opportunity. Even if I didn't know how to do something, I felt like I'll just learn how to do it and learn how to do it quick. And yep. that came with a lot of the things uh, outside of riding. Um, but yeah, man, you learn you learn to like, I hear you, your confidence gets boosted. Like I, I could sit here and say, there's nothing I don't think I can't do because I was able to take a pen and write down some tricks that I wanted to learn that I felt like were big tricks and then apply myself back in the day with no foam pit, with no resi ramp. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. With, 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 and bring it to life and get good enough to take it to the biggest contests at the time in the world or one of them, you know, the X games yeah. and compete and make the finals with those tricks I wrote down and I learned in a backyard. Yeah. There's nothing you can't do. Because you brought that Dude, to life. I see it's like exact, comedy. You're bringing it to life. You know I see I mean? the exact same thing with the backflip of for myself. Uh, awesome. You know, because now I'm like everything's framed in the in the reference of like, if you really want something <clears throat> and you're willing to deal with being scared or hurt or whatever it is, then you can do it. It's like. So I frame stuff in like, do I care enough to learn that? It's not like, can I? It's like, do, uh, do I care enough to put the time in to actually figure that out? Yeah, exactly. And, and when you make a list of things and check it off, I still make a list to this day of, of all kinds of stuff. You, you're able to like, you know, feel like I accomplished it. I checked the list off and then you're like, I can do anything. There's nothing that I can't do. And you know, this is what I tell my kids too. And this is kind of off this, I guess along the same lines, what we're talking about. I tell my son, go for it. I tell my daughter, go for it. You know why? Because your, your, your youth, you will never get back. Yeah. You will never get your youth back, but I can, I can go to school at my age right now. If I wanted to, I could yeah. go to school. School's still there. I could still get a loan. I could still, you know, whatever I need to do if that's what I wanted to do, but your youth, You'll never get that back, man. And so I think, I think, you know, I was talking to Tony Hawk about this and it's like, cause I interviewed him. I mean, I've known Tony forever, but one thing that we have a lot in common is like, we wake up, you know, we were talking about how we wake up every day and we're looking for that feeling 
of what writing does to us. And so that's keeping us in that youthful spirit. You know, that feeling of like pulling a trick or getting yeah. rad or skate for him skating for me. It's like, what am I going to ride today? And I'm excited to wake up and go find something, you know? And it's just, you won't get your youth back, man. And I really do think action sports in a strange, strange, weird way is it's like the fountain of youth to a degree. You know what I mean? Well, like, two things on what you just said. Pretty crazy. One, isn't it weird that think about your whole BMX career, right? And my mm -hmm. whole freestyle career. We were kids. Like, yeah. But you're done with those type of sports, like with your peak, very early in life in the general scheme of things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so like you said, you really got to just kind of run with it while you can when you're young and try to make it happen because especially those sports, you do not have that long of a, you know, longevity if you're really trying to push the envelope, you know. There no, are some people that are so talented, like Morgan Wade still rides at a really high level. He's just Oh, man, so come on, talented. he kills it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. that's my point. Yeah. And there's freestyle motor, like Adam Jones. Yep. Bro, he's just so good. He just rides, uh, like he's riding at an easy level for him, which happens to be frigging amazing, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, well, that's been the great greatness of, of what we do is because it goes along the lines of comedy and music and entertainment and sports. It's different. And it's, 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 we already all know this, you know, it's like, that's what keeps it. That's what keeps your, your, that's why you have a longer lifespan of what you want to do because it's got less politics in that way too. You know what I mean? Like you could become like a brand and it's like, or it goes back to what we were saying. You could be a logo placement and have a, a short run if you don't compete more, or if you bridge some gaps, you could be able to do it your whole life and be able to do all kinds of stuff. Look at Christian Soy, look at Steve Cavallaro. You know what I mean? Like there's able, you're able to look, look at, look at Twitch in the motor world. Yeah. Here's another example. He's bigger like, now than he was, uh, when he was riding contests. I would because people connect. Say. Yeah. They, it's funny as me and him, they, they get us confused a lot. We did a skit not really? too long ago. Yeah. We did a skit where, cause when I take off my head, my head's tattooed. And a lot of people always ask me if I'm Twitch uh -huh. and I saw him at the, I saw him at this event. Um, called uh born free and i was there riding for vans and he was just there hanging out it's like a it's like a bike you know, a lot yeah. of choppers and stuff and uh i'm like yo what's up rick thorne he's like oh what's up twitch and it was funny because me and him are old old friends but yeah he, people relate to him he's he's a likable dude he's and he's still good it's not that he doesn't ride you know what i mean right. and so that's of it is the expectation of i guess what we're trying to say or what i'm trying to say is the expectation of action sports in your career is what you put on yourself, not what other people are putting on you, you know, yeah. and that other people's pressure is enough to drive you insane. You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. like, then you're trying to live up, live up to someone else's expectation to get the scholarship and be happy. It's like, dude, live up to your own expectations and play the game. Well, play the best you can. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's the, that's the, my way. I think you know what I mean. I totally agree. In motocross, and this is anything, but like in motocross, um, or like supercross, right? Like Adam uh, C and Cirillo, he's still a factory guy. He can still, when he rides, he's having wrist issues, but when he rides, he still gets top tens, whatever. And people are like, he's done. He should quit. And I'm like, what are you talking about? The guy still gets top tens. Who is gonna fill his ride? Like, who's the, like, you know what I mean? Because at one point yeah. he was supposed to be the guy and now he's not winning championships, finishing like fifth in championships. 
everybody's like, he should just give it up. And I'm like, that's a stupid premise because anybody else would be pumped to work their way up to the position that he's in. So it's yeah, like, if that, you're not the guy, then... Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but to me, I think... Right. I, 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 when people talk like that, it's like, sh you shut up and get on the track, bro. Like, you know, it's there's always somebody... There's always going to be a critic because they're comparing... I believe they're comparing their lives and their age to your life and your age. You know what I mean? Well, this is what I was doing when I was 27. He's not when he's just give it up. Yeah. Because you gave it up fucking years ago or you were never <laughs> even out there. You exactly. know what I mean? You were never, you were the only time you were on the track was with the, with the, with the shovel, bro. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and the, that, that it's like that in every sport, dude, I, I do. My sport came at me hardcore, dude. I went through so much. I talk about this all the time. I have no problem talking about it because I like to be a person of positivity and, 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 and let people know that I'm not from all these things. And I went from nothing, had it all, lost it all, built myself back. I did all this shit. Like my industry came at me so hardcore in the, in the uh, mid two thousands to the late two thousands to where so many sponsors pulled out. My wife left, lost the house I worked for, had to move back in a small apartment. I was like, Oh, poor you. It's like, dude, what are you talking yeah, about? Like, sucks. <laughs> this, I'm trying to raise, a, I'm trying to raise a family. Like I'm trying to, I, I've always lived within my means. Like, what do you, like, I'm trying to have a foundation for my kids, you know? And so I, it was all out of everybody's jealousy yeah. because I was on cribs. I was in Tony Hawk's video game. I, I did the warp tour. I did this, I did that. And they were comparing it to like what trick they did and where they were at. And I let it bother me, bro. And the more I let it bother me, the worse my situation got. And so then I stopped and I said, dude, you just need to go out and start riding and fuck these people. Yeah. Straight up. Like you got into this because you love it because of who you are. And, and for, I'm just commenting on what you said, like he should quit and all this stuff. I heard so many bad things about me, but guess what? Guess what? So great. I rebuilt myself, even though I thought I was probably more, more like, I let it get to me a lot more than I should have. And I guarantee all those dudes that, that were talking shit don't ride anymore. And if they do, they come out like once in a blue moon. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm still out every day killing it. So you have to. And that was like a, a thing with me is people came at me like that. And I was like, even friends of mine that I'd known for a very long time. And I was like, man, like, it's crazy to think that like, you guys got that worked up because I owned a house, but now it's okay for yeah. these guys to own houses and it's okay yeah. for these guys to have sponsors. Do you know what I mean? And now it's okay for, for uh, you guys to do what I did hosting and you look just like me. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's no. like, it's like, it didn't make any sense to me. It's like, dude, when you, that's why you can't, you, you can't let that stuff get to you, man. And I, and I let it get to me, unfortunately. So it's you know. hard to, because you seem very down to earth just from the last hour that we've been talking, but <laughs> it's already um, been an hour, huh? And Adam likes you, so I'm assuming you're good people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam's great. But it's hard to um, be like, for myself at least, and, and it sounds like you're similar. It's hard for me to be like, these people are saying this because they're jealous of me. You know, like, but that's what a oh, it's lot hard for, of... It's hard for you to say that. It's hard for me in my head to be like, I'm, and I understand that a lot of the times that's what it is. Because, you know, yeah. people don't know what's actually going on with any of our lives. So they just see it from a certain point of view. And they're just like, you know, screw that guy. 
and it's hard right. to kind of be like, oh, they're, you know, they're just mad because I'm, you know, they're jealous of me. But a lot of times that is what it is, you know? And yeah. I think a lot of people, like you said, take it hard. I do too. If people say stuff, I'm like, why is this guy butthurt or whatever? I, I you know what? I, I used to, and I learned from my experience that I don't anymore. I make, I make through comedy, I'm able to make light yeah. of it. And that's one thing that comedy's helped me with is like to not get too upset if someone doesn't like you. I never experienced that before because I'd worked my whole life in BMX and supported it and fought for BMX and stood up for BMX. I mean, we used to get in fist fights all the time with people because they would try to like, you know, shut us down. We were, we were young punks, dude. We were out on bikes having fun and they didn't, they didn't understand us. So I felt like at one point in my life, what I stood up for and fought, fought for i ended up fighting against and it was a trip to me because you know they went to a couple of people went to the level of doing print ads dressed up as me mocking me and i didn't even understand the reasons why because i had a sponsor that was paying me well and i had a signature yeah. bike and i do you understand what i'm saying so yep. it, it, it was it is weird to say oh you're just jealous of me broke i don't think i'm any better but the, the facts are the facts they were and and if they wanted it they needed to get out and grind it and instead of me going to drugs and alcohol and all these other things. I didn't do any of that. I just went out and kept doing what, what, what got me where I was at and what made me feel good. And that was riding, man. And so I didn't talk shit on anybody. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't do anything. I just, I just said, okay, start riding, keep riding, keep riding things to get better. And they did over time, but yeah, it was a rough time in my life. So I'm just relating that back to like these dudes saying, Oh man, this guy should give it up. This guy should yeah. hang it up. I mean, people were saying that about Travis Kelsey this last thing, his last football game. Whatever you feel about football or your team or whatever, I get it. Everybody defends their team. But when you're on the top, it's 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 this is what I feel like it's like when you're grinding up, people love you. And when you get to the top, people like yep. go, ah, they don't want you to be there anymore. Dude, you're winning too, you're you're winning too much. We now, want somebody now, to beat now, this guy. Now you suck. Now yep. you suck. But I didn't suck down here when I was nobody and you had my back and you were just you know, you not like necessarily I needed you to believe in me, but you were like, didn't have a problem with me. And then yeah. they came up with cool, cool, cool. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool at all. Oh, tear this yeah. guy down. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> Listen, you got you know to I mean? you you get just That's the called right, jealousy, bro. You got to get jealousy. just the right amount of success because too much. And then we hate you. But if you're just underdog struggling <laughs> it, then we love you. I love you, man. Keep it up. Punk Isn't that, life, that man. is, that's a hundred percent true though. It's so, it's so crazy, but it's like, and I've even watched people <laughs> root for people in moto and then they start just winning everything and they're like, ah, you know, and then they start just rooting who can beat them was the guy's actual statement. Like who's going to beat him. And I'm like, this is literally how you're watching Supercross, but just by trying to root for somebody to beat this guy, instead of being like, like last summer, uh, Jet won every single race. Yo, take it in. You're witnessing, uh, yeah, an epic run by somebody. Like, yeah. just take it in and be able to be like, man, I remember when he did that. That was really cool. Instead of wasting your whole summer trying to wish for somebody else to beat the guy. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, we if you don't check yourself, and I've done this before in my life. Unfortunately, people compare and they they compare their life. And what they think their ability is and what they think your life is like compared to theirs. And they may think that your life is greater and you have everything made for because you are rich or because you have opportunities or because you want to race. They think that because that's all that they're facing 
you as a person, as what you do. They don't know your life and what you're going through and what struggles you may be going through internally. But when I'm riding, I'm this, but when I'm off my bike, I'm this, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's unfortunate that we do that, but I think as humans, it's something that's un unavoidable because everybody wants to be successful, but not everybody wants to put in the work. And that's nothing new. A lot of people say like, oh, well, it's the internet and you're entitled. No, 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 no. People have been wanting to put in the work for a long ass time, way before the internet. This shit oh, takes work before. and dedication <laughs> and sacrifice. And if you ain't up for that, you ain't gonna make it. And yeah. a lot of people don't, look, we used to say this. Kids turn 16 when we rode bikes, they got a car, they got a girlfriend, they got a job. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. You're yeah. done. And they were, they were done. I told myself, I ain't getting a car, I ain't got a girlfriend, I ain't getting a job. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, I eventually had to get a job, but I waited till I was 17. I'm going to just ride, you know, yep. and, and, and I needed it because I was, you know, I needed to start supporting myself. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, it takes work. So for people to always say like that entitlement thing is, or, 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 you know, and like you said something earlier, they only see what you're doing now. They don't see the 15 years of hard work. Yeah. They don't see you waking up early and stretching out or sitting in the sauna or watching your diet or working out or, or going through or all the times or, you were hurt. Yeah. Tied up. Like they just see this, like, <laughs> Oh, that dude's got that. And I want it. Well, step it up, homie. Exactly. Talk is cheap. Exactly. I don't know. That's what I, and I, and, and, and I don't mean to come off so like aggressively about it, but like calling anyone out, I just feel like, you know, I've learned to like, look at that though. And just kind of laugh. Like, I've been selling a lot of shit online recently because I, I started to think like I saved a bunch of stuff intentionally to sell to fans like posters and stuff. I mean, every year we would do warp tour and we would do a new poster and I saved like stacks of each year's of posters awesome. knowing that one day I could probably sell these. And so people were talking shit and like I had an X games bag for, I held on for 30 years, 30 years. I didn't use the thing and I sold it. And, and, and dudes are like, Oh, you must be hard up, man. Must times yeah. just be tough. The, and instead of getting mad and being like, no, dude, and trying to explain, I go, yeah, my kids need to eat, buy something or they're going to starve. Yeah, like, exactly. make a joke of it because the reality is if I die or well, I'm going to die when I do, I have a box of shit. My kids can respect it, but not really because they don't know what it took to, to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what yep. I mean? They'll be like, oh, that's dad shit. And I'm figuring like, why not? try to get rid of some of that to some fans. Not that I'm dying soon, but if people are interested in this, otherwise it's just going to end up in goodwill somewhere and I might as well stoke someone out while they're, they're alive. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. So people were talking shit on me though. I don't know. Dude, I went on that can't... rant because you just, you got to make, I was trying to compare that to like criticism. I laugh at. I'm in control of my Instagram. If I don't like you, I'll block your ass. I'll delete your ass. It's real simple to do. Yeah. You know, and if someone has something to say, I usually try to make a joke of it or just if it's something I really don't like. I just delete the shit. Yeah. You know? No, I don't agree matter. with that. And that's a little yeah. bit of the comedy being able to spin what they say on you to make it, you know, like, yeah, uh, just address it, but not be like butthurt about it. Cause then they win. Then the terrorists win. <laughs> yeah, You can't be on stage at comedy and get defensive. You're gonna fight. You gotta, <laughs> exactly. you, they can't take your power, man. You can't give someone your power over, their opinion of what they think you should do. Like, I don't care what you think I should do. I don't oh, even this know This is what you I know wanted. What I mean? to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you must be in a very bad place if you're that upset over this right now. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to say, how do you feel? And it's, and it's weird. I'm trying to ask it without leading you to the answer. But oh. I'll just, I'll just, we'll say, it. How, do you agree that like, you know, because people would say um, or just ask about comedy versus riding or whatever. And I tell people like the nerves before isn't the same because you're not going to die. But the ride home, if you've had a good set, is just like when you had a good day riding with your friends and you just can't shut up and you're just like energized. Like, do you get yeah. that too? Like, it's like good, good riding session vibes when you're driving home from a killer set. Absolutely, dude. I mean, you, you're, you're like, and you know when you do a, a good set and when you don't. You know, what I mean, you just know. You're like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I get, I get stoked when, and it's, it's hard to, too, to try to like describe that to someone because they like they just think you're trying to like boast about your comedy or make it sound like you're funnier than you really are you don't really have anybody to tell you know yeah. what i mean because i could be like dude i just killed it on stage like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure you did you know you just kind of got to take it in and be like man that was dope dude i'm so hyped and you know and so, if someone goes well i go i just had the best set ever and they'll be like yeah yeah sure uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> so that's the difference with it is that i can't share it with like you know uh the homies and then be like, yeah, I feel what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just kind of got to be like, yeah. Unless you, they're a comedian. You. Yeah. Some, I mean, unless then how close you are to, because comedian yeah. comedy is real clicky. Yeah. You know, For it's sure. like this open mic's a click and this open mic's a click. And then this club's a click and that club's a click. And for me, I don't, I've never clicked up. I've never yeah. been like, I'm going to click up with these guys and become part of their scene because I always believe that when you click up with something, the scene becomes your thinking. Yeah. You got to have sure. your own thinking. And so I want to work with everybody. I, I want to perform with everybody. I'm not trying to click up and be with these dudes because then I become, you know what I mean? So it's just, okay. it's, yeah. Here's a good comedy question. How do you watch a lot of comedy or you don't watch like other than obviously being at shows and being exposed to it that way? Do you like take it in on your own when you're at home? Yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of like people that I've watched their specials more than more than 10, 20 times. You know, I'm not always looking for the next new, like I could watch someone and if someone's like, this dude's hot or, or this girl's great. And then if something about him, I don't like, I just don't watch it, you know, yeah. but like I, I go with what I like and what I know uh, that I like if I discover someone new, but yeah, I watch comedy constantly. Lately, I've just been watching a lot of George Carlin like a bunch. Yeah. Uh, I just never get tired of watching him or his philosophies, but you know, obviously Chappelle, um, I watch him quite a bit. Richard Pryor. I, I watch everybody, man, but some people I'll watch it one time and then be like, ah, that's cool. They're good, but they're not, yeah. you know, and, and you kind of like, like for me, I'm still learning and developing bro. Like, yeah. and, and, and now I could watch a comic and be like, Oh, that's a setup. Oh, here comes the punch. Yeah. You know, and you start to look at it differently, but but you but you kind of got to be careful. Well, okay. Well, in my band, I would I would have different musicians with me that I would hire, and they would go to like a school called MI, right? And they would graduate music institute, and they were so musically trained that they couldn't just enjoy music. They had to break it down, and they broke everything down and every riff down to where it was like wasn't fun. It was like everything was like a breakdown. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of got to be careful to not fall into that. Like, Oh, I'm just watching this to look at the structure or see how they are or to learn something from them that maybe could help me not to imitate or anything, but also, but also still 
enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not and not be like, oh, here comes a punch. Okay, oh, next. And so it's kind of a weird balance with me. Cause that is some people do do that, right? They watch stuff with this judging eye versus being able to take it in and just be like, enjoy, you know, the art oh, that they made. And and a lot of trained musicians that go to school for for uh, that I've encountered, you know, uh, that's what they do. And they I don't think they mean to do it. They've just been kind of taught that way. Right. To where like they hear things and they go, oh, and then it it takes away that they care about the song, but it seems like they care more to express the fact that they know right. that structure they of what note that's in. <laughs> and then you're just like, and then they compare it to this other band, and then you're just like, can't we just listen to the fucking song? Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, the structure's not right with this. You're not supposed to be able... Like, artists do that sometimes. They went to school, you know? They're like, oh, this isn't right because of this. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It looks totally fine. Yeah, well, yeah. and also, too... Yeah, exactly, dude. I hear you on that one. It's the same with shooting photos. I shoot a lot of my own photos. If you go skating or riding or moto, right? There's more than one way to shoot a photo, right? Yeah. There isn't just one way. That's just your eye. Now, obviously, if you shoot a photo wrong, it would be like underneath and weird and real close and cropped out. And like, it still might look cool now this day and age. Right. But, but there's not really a wrong or right way to do anything. It's how you want to do it. And that's the best thing about expression. When you start to follow guidelines of what how things should be it takes away from your creative process yeah. the, the pink floyd write all their music going we need to write this way they just wrote their shit like yeah. so it's kind of like you you have an idea of what structure is but you kind of say okay but i need to apply my own and that's what i was telling my son you go train with these these trainers and they're, they're giving you advice you take what you want you leave the rest and the, you have to develop your own program like i couldn't go to, to you go to these camps with these this school on this team and therefore i'm i'm playing at ucla it doesn't work like that right you you have to figure out your own routine and your own program but take bits and pieces from different areas that can influence you and and and, and different parts of structures that can influence you and that way you're not following just this strict guideline of what success is in art or music or sports you know um it's not, it's not so much like that, you know? So I agree with you, man. You gotta like, you gotta, you gotta have your own, your own system, your own program of things. And like these dudes would sit around and read books. And I remember one dude in Spanish reading the book of how like Van Halen made it. And he's like, this is how I'm going to make it. And I was like, that's their story. Right. That was and you're only their, gonna get their path. You know, and it's like, you're only going to get a little bit behind the person that did it first that way. Usually. You know, yeah, like, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you if they did it that way. And then you follow what they did. It doesn't, yeah. it's not, that's not. All right. Another comedy question. Then we can wrap this up. How do you sorry like, if I'm talk, sorry if I'm talking too much, but I know a podcast is all about talking. So no, it's perfect. I'm, I like it. I, okay, uh, good. just trying to keep us, uh, I was just having, I was just thinking about stuff that, um, while we were talking, uh, writing jokes, how do you go about writing your jokes because i know that you know you same thing we're both basically toddlers in comedy so it's like you're always going to develop and change but like right yeah. now how are you figuring out your jokes so when when i do these posts where i do like on instagram i'll do like i'll say a quote right and that's more kind of like a setup and then a punch right yeah sometimes in my comedy i'll tell a story with jokes along the way and then the punch right 
So, so basically like you're, you're the way that I look for jokes is through a lot of truth, I guess, in my life. Like I don't make stuff up to like be, you know, when it comes to, I don't, I don't, I don't get on stage and talk about action sports stories and all the famous people that I met because I feel like that's a little tacky, but yeah. if there's a cool story, I'll tell I tell injury stories. I tell, uh, I, I talk about my kids a lot. Uh, I find comedy where, uh, a lot of current events, but that's kind of like disposable comedy to me yeah. that like you use just to kind of like work on new material, but it might not stick as like, and it helps your, with your, your stick. writing, I think too, because it's like, you yeah. said, it's like a quick turnover. Because once the news cycle goes, the jokes are useless. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I play a lot off of my tattoos because I do get judged by everybody in the world everywhere I go. Either they're trying to figure me out or they think I'm in a gang or on drugs or going to rob them or some shit. <laughs> and so I use a lot of that into my into my uh, a set as well. But it kind of like when I sit down and go, I need to write a joke. And I did this yesterday, man. I was trying to figure out like uh, – uh, something to put with this photo, which is kind of tricky because you have a photo and then you're trying to relate a joke to the photo. So now it's like, it's right. a different kind of, and I've been challenging myself that way. And I was trying hard, you know, and trying hard. And I kept typing this stuff. And then like an hour went by and I'm like, I can't force this, man. I just got to like, let it be like, yep. let it, let it go. And if you try to force it, it's like writing a song. You try to force it. Like now you need this song. Now you, for me, I'll tell you what I do is I go out and ride a 10 mile ride in Hollywood. I've been doing it since 19 freaking whatever. And I put on my headphones and I just escape from all my bills and all my responsibilities. And I'm able to think, and I've wrote so many songs and so many jokes and came up with so many ideas on that ride because I've been able to just feel alive and free and I'm out on my bike and got my headphones blasting that's how I write a lot, to be quite honest with you. I got to go to that place like that. If I sit down and go, here's a pen and pad, let's do it right now. Yeah. I kind of go, I kind of go, oh, I don't know what, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it just kind of comes to me as I'm, as my mind's free, I guess. That's interesting because I, I don't necessarily do something specifically to try to write, which I probably maybe should try. But I also, and I will sit down and like journal a little bit, but I very rarely get anything out of that. I just will get stuff while I'm driving or I'm doing something. Something will pop in my head and I'll be like, that's weird. You know, like, or, yeah. or just, you know, some kind of observation. And then that's how I end up writing stuff. Um, and yeah, then, you react. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, cool. Just like, that works. Just like yeah. organically kind of go, huh. And then if I remember, I write it down in my notes. That's my biggest issue is being like, write that down right now. <laughs> Dude, I, I get that way when I'm talking to someone and we start talking about something and it's just so natural and free and light. And then I was just like, Dude, that's I just said a funny joke. Hold on a second. I I so many times I'd be like, Hold on a second, dude. I gotta put this in my phone. Yeah. You know, because I'm I'm gonna forget. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just in like, you know, like I said, five years, really like four years, because I didn't do anything during COVID. But you know, I don't some people say you got into it, your age, you're older. I've heard that. That doesn't matter, man. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll be fine. I'm not worried about, I'm not going to let anything get in my head that I can't do this because I'm doing it. So, you know, you just gotta, but I will say it's, it's, it's a process of like, you know, building. Well, let me ask you this real quick. Cause I know we've got to get going soon. What I notice in comedy is 
maybe it's just a different time, which it is a different time. But when I grew up, I just felt like comedy had more characters in it. Kind of like when hip hop had like a lot more characters or punk rock had a lot more characters. It doesn't seem like it has that as much. Not to say that it doesn't have funny people because it does, right. but like characters, you know, like, yeah. Or like a, a danger field or a, a dice clay or like a, a Andy Kaufman or like there were, there were, I just felt like that's the comedy, a John Belushi, which he was kind of all, he was like, he was many characters, but, but they were all larger than life. Larger yeah, than dude. like just a regular person. I understand what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And like punk rock used to be that way. You know, carrot you have head. a miss. Carrot top. Yeah. A carrot, a carrot top. <laughs> Another, or, 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 a carrot head. A Gallagher. You know, these, yeah. these guys were, you know, and so, uh, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like I have that in me because I've developed this character with bike riding and then took it into TV and took it into music. I'm the same character that I'm not yeah. going to like try to like be something different than I'm not. I just feel like that, that that's kind of how my brain works with all this. And it, it might be right or wrong, but how do you feel about that? Do you feel like, I mean, comedies, there's so many comics now, but I just yeah. feel like not, in order to stand out and be funny, you gotta be funny, but there's gotta be a little bit more to you to make it stick. I feel like. I, I agree with that. I think also what you and I are doing also though, is probably um, right. And that's like, you doing the jokes in conjunction with pictures of you riding or just you on stage where I think we're kind of finding our niche of comedy in the freestyle motocross and like more so in the action sports, right? You, you yeah. need to find your, your people and ours are action sports people. And there's not really that many comedy slash action sports people. So I kind of think that's, the niche to get all those people that are into action sports um, and comedy to be like, Oh, these guys do both. I, yeah, I think that's cool. And I agree. You know, I obviously a lot of it is if they um, are a fan of your type of comedy, which again, I think that people in action sports are more, we usually are kind of similar in like thought processes and stuff like that. Obviously not across the board, but, yeah. I mean, for me, for me, one, you're absolutely right. Like one of my things though, is I don't lean too much on like, I let people know that I'm a bike rider when I'm halfway through my set. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I come out more like in, in the things of like the shock factor with my shaved head, my head tattooed and like, who's well, this I guy, mean online, you know? honestly, not so much in person. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah in you're person. Right, right. I don't do any motorcycle stuff because nobody has any idea what the hell I'm talking about. So yeah. I just do regular comedy. But as far as building a fan base online, it's, and I would say once you got to a point or we got to a point where we were big enough online and then you started drawing your own crowds to shows, now you can go more niche comedy live. But until yeah. you're to that point, or once we put together our tour called Extremely Funny, when we do it in conjunction with X Games, that would be cool. But if you did it something would, it, like that, it'd be really cool. So yeah. it was in conjunction, and you had people from that realm. Now, so I got. Do you know the Pulp MX show? I don't. So it's a big motocross. It's probably the biggest motocross podcast. And I got they do live shows, and I got to open for them. And oh, sick! It was so specific. Because it was like 
people that liked motocross, but not only did they like motocross, they listened to this specific podcast. This specific podcast had inside jokes. So it was like, I was blown away how well this stuff worked because it was so within my wheelhouse of being like, you know what I mean? Motocross yeah. stuff. And then I just had to make it funny. It was like amazing. So I think that's awesome. If you yeah. can, if you can cultivate that kind of scenario or build up your following to where it's enough people to actually understand um, action sports, I think you would have a very. Di you listen to comedians that do them like, uh, like uh, who? Steve O. Doug, Doug Stanhope. Let's say. Yeah, he, yeah. I've heard him say like he goes. I don't go to random clubs. He goes. I work thirty years to build my crowd up. You think I'm just gonna go to some random club for random people? You know. Right. Um, but it's like once you build your niche up and your following, now those people are are coming because they like you and your style of comedy. You know, right yeah. now we're just like in the comedy world, nobody. So it's like, uh, you just have to be able to, like you said, fit in and deal with any room because yeah, nobody's I, your fan there. Yeah. The and part. I mean, well, for me, yeah, you're absolutely right. One thing for me though, is that a lot of these comedians know me from TV, like, you know, George Perez and, uh, Amir and, uh, uh, I mean, Jacoy, he started following me on Instagram. I was like, what? And like, I got giddy about that. Cause I like him and fluffy. I met all these guys and, you know, uh, Bert is another guy that follows me and I'm not trying to name drop or anything. It's just like, I think they know, I don't, I don't really remember. Okay. When I was on TV all the time and shit, it never really crossed my mind. It's just something I did. Okay. Yeah. Be real. Across my mind. I thought it was cool, but I forgot about it after I did it. Cause I was onto the next thing. What's next? What's next? What's next? And I didn't really think that people were watching. I didn't know. And it turns out that a lot of people were, uh, and, and that's kind of been helpful to me because I've had a lot of support from comedians, big comedians giving me advice, you know, about things because I've, you know, I'm at the comedy store a lot. I'm hanging out and stuff a lot, but you're right, dude. I mean, you, 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 for me on stage, I don't get up and say, Oh, I started BMX and at all. I talk more yeah. about injuries and people can relate to that shit. And so, you know, but some, you, you, we're still finding for me, at least I'm still finding my way, but I don't got a whole lot of time to be, finding my way i need to find my way now and that's why my mind's always on it man yeah. you know i'm like always every day thinking about it and i think that's the key if anyone's listening anything you want to do you got to keep your mind in it it's where you put your mind man it's like look like we said look guys should quit even that speech isn't good for you even yeah, that speech exactly. isn't good for you as a person it's not going to help you get further at all because your mind's listening and it's holding you back so anyone out there man seriously like just just, just start, bro. Just start, just start doing, you know, put your, put your mind to it and, and your speech to it. You know what I mean? Cause what you think and, and what you say is what you get usually. And so, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I think, think that, you know, with comedy, it's just an extension of what we do, right? Like you're used to expressing yourself on a motorcycle and then in front of a crowd and the mic, and now you're doing comedy. It's, it's all parallel, man. It really yeah. is. And, and I feel like we're lucky because when I go on tour with comedy, I'm going to be able to go hit skate parks and shit and then do yeah. comedy at night. Cause I was thinking like comedians, when they tour, they must just like sit around and do nothing all day. Yeah. Like you sit in a hotel room and then you like go do a half hour set or something or an hour, 45 minutes at a club. What do you do all day? And so and no disrespect. I'm just thinking like, God, I'm glad I ride bikes. Cause then I'll be like 
call up the local scene. Yo, what's up? Where's the spots? You know what I mean? Cause that's yeah. the, that's the universal love you have with action sports that I don't know other communities offer that. Maybe no. they do. We're Maybe definitely more of a brotherhood. And it's just like you said earlier, because of uh, we're doing this stressful thing and yeah. then you respect the other person for also dealing with the injuries and the stress and the, you know, crashes. Um, yep. So you're just like, and then besides <sighs> that, if you travel with these people now, not only are you doing all that, but you don't know anybody else. So it's like just your little group against, you know, the world on the weekends, you know, trying to make the show happen and hang out and not getting fights at the bar or whatever. <laughs> that, no, exactly. Yeah. It's just a universal thing, man. It's like, it's like, there's nothing else like it. And so that's, I can't wait to tour with comedy because I'm going to, I know, you know, same with music, you know, when I go play music or tour of music, it's like, I got my bike. I could go explore. I don't have to pay for an yeah. Uber. You know what I mean? I could, I don't have to feel like if I leave the hotel, I'll start spending money. Not necessarily. I'm going to go find a spot, shoot Dude. a photo of riding, you know? And best just, way it's, to it's, see it's a cool, city. man. It's bike or skateboard or something. Yeah. You know? Just out, you know, in it out, dude. Headphones just like jamming around, dude. You know, so but yeah, man, that's it. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Where do you want um, everybody? Where can everybody find out all your happenings? I, You know what? I'm mostly on Instagram, but my Instagram connects, you know, to the Facebook. And then I do a Twitter as well. But everything's just at Rick Thorne and it's Thorne with an E. And then I have my website, which I need to update. But it's rickthorne.tv. But I'm mostly on the Instagram, uh, mostly. That's where you can find me. Um, and then my band, Good Guys in Black, uh, is the same at Good Guys in Black. And if you ever see us playing in your town, come check us out. We're a punk band. Check us out on Spotify. All that kind of stuff. You can find us pretty easily. And then, uh, yeah, man, that's it. Then my podcast, The Rick Thorne Show. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, just, that's it, bro. Yeah, man. Very good. Cool. Well, awesome chatting with you. And, uh yeah, everybody, yeah. thank you guys for listening. Please go to twowheelsoffreedom.com. Check out the Two Wheels to Freedom Fest, uh, April 19th and 20th. Later, everybody. Thanks, dude. Stay rad.